This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is all for all you MCU nerds out there. I'm Joanna Gin and Tonic. Nick. <laughs> and I'm Emma Brown Jovi Ackerman. And we're so happy you watched those Law & Order reruns to join us here today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we have practiced our dance moves and are getting ready, well, are ready to give you our immediate reactions to episode three of Miss Marvel, Destined. Uh, okay, some housekeeping. Uh, head to the feed to check out our pod on the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, on Disney+. Plus. I did that pod with Justin, Colombo, and T. Scott Ross. And get ready for some chatting about Stranger Things and the boys coming up. And then we will be back on the Michael Mouse train to talk about Love and Thunder in July. Uh, you may be like, how can I keep up with all of this? Well, be sure you're subscribed to The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you'll be notified every time a new episode drops. And follow along on the socials, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at The Nerdverse Pod. Okay, so this is your official spoiler alert. We're going to spoil this episode of Miss Marvel 3. If you have not seen it yet, just download us, stop here, and come back when you're done. Uh, we might spoil some Captain Marvel, maybe some Endgame, maybe some Shang-Chi. Uh, otherwise, you should be okay, but there's always random spoilers. Uh, and I am joined today again, as you could hear her, by my sister, Emma. Hello, Emma. Hello, sister. It's so funny that you picked gin and tonic. And that was what I literally had that down. It was between Matt and Brown Jovi, and I saw you picked gin and tonic on the outline. So... It's, it's such our, a good line. It's such a good line. And it's our, you know, our father. It's his go-to drink. Oh, gin that's and so true. I didn't even think about that. Plus, it was yeah. a drink at our, my wedding. Was it one on yours? I don't remember. Uh, I don't. You had the Obliviate and you had <laughs> the, the Obliviate in a... Expecto um, Patronum. Yes, with uh, with tequila. It wasn't so actually was the Patronum. Obliviate? The Obliviate was, based, was a, a Manhattan because you get real messed up with so a Manhattan. Gross. Oh, you don't like Manhattans? No, I, I don't. But I also think it's just so random that you just love them so much. Like, I don't oh. know anyone that goes out with me to get a Manhattan. What? I don't That's know. Crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. No, you're crazy. I, also, like, if you like an old-fashioned, which Justin drinks a lot of old-fashions. Old-fashioned, I do like. I like to smell them. <laughs> they smell delicious. But well, that's not when, what a, a Manhattan tastes like. When Brian comes back, he'll appreciate it. I'm sure he likes. He's a tequila drinker. Ditto. I, I mean, I'm. He I had really some drinks at his all. wedding that got me really screwed up. Uh, do you, that do you spicy you, pineapple tequila marg thing. Oh my God, it was so good. Yeah, he was creative with that yuzu one. That was Yeah, nice no, they had really good they had cocktails. Yeah. That were delicious. He's in Greece right now. He's in um, like Mykonos or something, I think. Uh, and then he's I Santorini. He's I hope he's hanging out with Lindsay Lohan at her club, her beach club. Oh, is that there? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Um, all right. Well, before we get arrested, customs, Emma's a three stamps, uh, three arc reactors. I'm a seven. Um, 
And yeah, so all right, Emma, this is the halfway point. Wow, already. I know. I was talking about this today because we were talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And like, remember how our shows that we watched would be like 27 episodes? Yes, Gossip Girl, One yeah. Tree Hill, Lost, Every Gilmore Girls. Yeah, that's just not... The, and then the Prestige, the yeah, Prestige Television happened on HBO and it became like seven episodes, 10 episodes, 12 episodes. And this is like the norm now if you want to have like a fancy show... Which is, like, great because you don't waste time. Because if you think about the baby nuggets, you get all the way through, a like, a, a whole school year of a show. Yeah. And then you get everything at the end anyway. So, you know, that doesn't work in my I – don't, I don't need that. But it's remarkable how fast this flies. I know. I know. Well, I'm, I actually – I do love this trend – of I love a limited series, you know, The Undoing, um, oh, Sharp yes. Objects, um, A Staircase. I, I love these contained shows where they put so much love and attention and let's be real budget into each episode. So every minute is precious. But when you're having a really good time with these characters and you're having a really good time with the show, you want it to last longer, but not in my mind. I'd rather have it be short and sweet and solid than have some episodes that are like, nah, could have skipped yeah. that. That was a pointless arc. I'd much or rather have it a bridge way. episode to right. something else. Right. So for me, this episode, I mean, I, I loved it, but this episode definitely was trying to cram a lot in there. Mm, Got a lot of exposition and some story and some answer. But honestly, for as scattered, you know, uh, this sort of scatteredness of the show. Right. I think it's this episode is one of the like gentlest, most, you know, community focused depictions of um, Islam like seen on American television. The family elements are still the most successful to me. And, um, you know, we need to understand what she is protecting should things go awry, which they have started to. Right. And I think that they've done a really good job showing us, like, what she stands for, who everyone in her life is. I just, I love it. I think this show also does a really nice job threading the needle between, you know, translating some things but then leaving some unexplained and allowing us and our intelligence to connect the dots with context they they are there's uh, there's obviously a bunch of horrible you know there's a horrible group of whoever online that say this show like isn't for them or you know i'm not the target audience of the show they're white people like us probably and that's super disappointing that you know they don't even try to relate even remotely to a story about somebody that isn't exactly like them, this show gives like a lot of training wheels that frankly they don't need to give, but they're doing it in a, in a graceful and welcoming way so that we can like, even if we haven't been to um, a ceremony for a wedding, just like this, we know what it's a party is like at a wedding. Right. And I just think, that that is um, the show is doing such a beautiful job of this, and I think I think that though the show is doing very well, there's always a sect of 
of the fan base that is like doesn't want this kind of specificity or whatever if it doesn't look like them so oh that's so sad i didn't realize that that feedback was out there um it's always out there it's out there for star wars out there for harry potter it's out there for all sorts of stuff it's nothing new it's always disappointing um but i don't know i love kamala i love her (laughs) i think she is so wonderful and her mom Oh, her Just, mom, the scene, that scene this week. So I, I also really loved this episode. I thought it was great um, for all the reason that she, all the reasons that you've stated. But one of my favorite moments was that scene in the bathroom. The bathroom. The bathroom scene. Not only was it beautifully shot, but it was so sweet and so touching and led to this moment for me of frustration of which I think happens in every teen TV show or movie where I just want to reach out and shake the teenager and say, you can trust your parents. I you know. can trust your family. Just tell them they will still love you. They will help you through this. And Jan made a good point. Jan was like, it's he was curious why she wasn't telling her family because it's not like a Spider-Man moment. Right. Where it's not going to necessarily, well, it could them in danger. danger. Yeah. But this was, yeah, but, but, but not, I think, any more so than they already were without knowing, uh, because clearly they know who her family is. They know who she is. They know who her ancestry is. So they were, all, her family is already in danger. So why not open up to them and tell them so that they can be a part of this? Oh, it was so frustrating. I know. I, I had that down in my notes for the end when she comes home from the wedding right. that goes awry. And I'm like, can't you just – I mean, I think it's inevitable because, again, the last beat of the episode when she gets a call from her grandma, oh, um, so she good. said that, you know, bring bring your mom. Yeah. So I think she'll be involved in this in a yeah. probably next episode. But, yeah, that, that part is – that part is frustrating. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, but you, but you're, you're a fan of this episode. Big fan of this episode. So, I thought it was awesome. Can't wait to get into it. Okay. So we open with probably the biggest info download that uh, we've seen in a while from a show like this. Um, so, or can I, I just, can I just please call that? I knew they were going to do a flashback. I thought it was going to be at the train scene, you but did. I, I did say that they were going to do a flashback, that we're going to get into some of the history. And I'm so proud mm-hmm. of last week, Emma, for, for nailing that. You did. Yeah. And we ba- and we d- and then in the present day, we pick up exactly where we left off, which is not in the car, but like at the house. Yes. Um, okay. So we are opening in a flashback to British occupied India in 1942. So right. did, so two really interesting things of note in this scene. One, of course, is the blue hand with the bangle. So we know that Cree are blue. Right. Cree are really, you know, are that's Ms. Marvel world. So yeah. that that it does not even the thing that they seem to be focused on. They're actually more concerned why the arm is severed, which I thought yeah. was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the the Jin have also been blue in Marvel comics, so I just I don't know that they are really that's that's less that's more for us i feel like they're not like they're over that part right but the biggest thing did you catch the floor the 10 rings on yes. the floor i did notice that so huge that, huge moment this is huge so 
You know, give me a download, Joanna. You as a seven with your passport, like tell oh, me no, what you there. think this. Tell me what you think this means. Well, we there's just a lot of bracelet action and a lot of jewelry in this phase <laughs> of the MCU, as I said last week. So yeah, already that's something that's sus sus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the fact that these things are super ancient, uh, that Wen Wu has had them, you know, for like what a thousand years, possibly before. We'll talk about this a little later, but but the stinger. Well, I guess we can just talk about it now. Okay. So, uh, how do I want to do this? Well, I still can't stop. Sh- I, I the only thing that we're that I'm that I'm drawing from that I still cannot shake is that stinger in Shang Chi that we still don't know when it happens, right? And in the timeline, because with COVID and with all the releases coming out in a jumbled order, mm-hmm. things are all over the place. She Hulk like could happen during the blip. Oh, we have no, right. and, and the thing that's really weird is that you see Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. not as smart Hulk. And, if, and as you remember at the in end game, or if you remember, he's a, he's a blend of Bruce and Hulk, you know? Right, right. And he's yeah. like, "This is where I. This is what I feel good about. And I'm. This is where I am now. I'm gonna yeah. be. I'm gonna be a little bit of both. Yeah. And but the the sling that his arm is in when right. he is just Bruce Banner, he will probably have that for forever because the 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 snap that he did has like implications that will not be healed. Like he he will have the bad arm like that forever yeah. as Bruce Banner. So right. he's got that on. But beyond that. We really don't know. And we know that he's going to be Mark Ruffalo as Mark Ruffalo in She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. We've seen that in the trailers. So whether or not he's figured out how to come out of Smart Hulk and back in again, um, or whether that takes place before he's had that that transition, I don't know. So that's the thing that's like very strange. But It's funny. I know this very – I know exactly what you're talking about very well because that's the advantage of being not so precious – with the MCU as I am with a Harry Potter. Harry Potter, I can't read the books out of order. I can't watch the movies out of order. Mm-hmm. Only over the past couple of years can I watch one, two, or three semi-casually in the background. Um, and Fantastic Beasts obviously offers a fabulous outlet for me to watch Harry Potter content without actually having to to be OCD about the, the, the eight films. Um, but I was flipping through channels, and on good old TNT, they were showing Endgame. Whoa. And I just happened to turn it on as Hulk is trying to snap with the arm on. Uh-huh. And then I was glued. Of course, I couldn't I couldn't get up. And then there was a commercial break at a really inopportune time. So then I just went on Disney Plus and <laughs> Chromecasted the rest. Of course. Of course. And so I and I was oh my sobbing. God, a casual watch of Endgame. I, I still can't I do that. I know. I was I was bawling within, you know, what is that, the last 20 minutes? I was bawling as soon as I saw Tony. Oh, God. R.I.P. Um, but all this to say, I just watched this scene. Okay, where... so is he Bruce? He's, I, I mean, it's been a long time, and I don't just turn that stuff on casually. <laughs> no, so you don't. I know you he's, don't. He's Bruce when he snaps, or he's or no, he's, he's Hulk, Hulk the first he's time? Hulk when he, yeah, Hulk when he snaps, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, that's very interesting. I So I didn't go back to watch that part. I just I just remember that to do to have the gauntlet on, he has to have like a yes. hand of Hulk. And so the, the stinger that you're talking about at the end of Shang-Chi is when uh, – Okay, so the bangles are on – so so Wong portals Katie right. and Shang-Chi uh, into the the place that they are, which is, seems like a camartage 
kind of place. Okay. So all the bangles, the 10 rings are on the table and they're like touching and they're glowing just like uh, Kamala's bangle. bangle. Yeah. So they're touching in a pile and they're projecting the rings like in the air above them. Mm-hmm. And Wong like kind of blows them up, like extends them. And Carol's there. Carol Danvers is like, this is not like any alien tech I've ever seen before. So we rule out aliens. Yes. How long did your dad have them before he gave them to you? And he says about a thousand years, but they're older than that by a lot. The first time he, then Wong says that the first time he used the rings, I'm assuming that means Shang-Chi, uses mm-hmm. the rings, they felt it in Kamartage. He explains, he expands one ring again, even further, and you see the beacon. Mm-hmm. And he says, they're sending a message. But to where? We don't know. And then, like, Carol has to leave because something, like, pops up on her screen. Right. So I think this is all related. It's possible that when that when um, Kamala uses it, it th- this is happening simultaneously. We don't know that over in Jersey City, while they're over in San Francisco, like, we have no idea. We know that the, the stinger doesn't happen much later than the end of that movie because they're seeing their same friends at the bar and they're like reliving what happened in Atalo. So they know, you know, we know that it's not that long after the end of the movie, but we don't know when this all takes place. We know Shang-Chi is after the blip because there's like signs about therapy for like going through those five years without your loved ones (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. So yes. So my thought was that these were going to be that the whole bangle in Ms. Marvel was going to be more about these um, these quantum bands that are in the comics, but I don't think they're going in that direction. I do think that they could be these Kree Nega bands. In the comics, they, they're like, they possess like a link to other dimensions, basically. They're worn mm-hmm. by Kree and by Marvel. Um, you know, it could be important in the Ms. Marvel and the Captain Marvel, the Marvels setup. Who knows? I do think now that the knowing that about the Noor, I think that when she goes back, when she first uses her powers, yeah. that that's like a spiritual plane that she visits. And I think that might be the Noor dimension. So, OK, I think that I think that that's set, like sort of the implication there. I really loved the parallel that they drew that they drew of when Aisha per- put first puts on the bracelets or the bangle and when. Um, Kamala first puts on the ba- the, mm-hmm. the bangle the that exact same reaction. Did you see that? Like I love oh, the parallel totally. that they drew. That they drew. I thought that was really that was really great. Yeah. So there are two though. So we still don't know who has the second one. Right. Could this be, is not. Could it be? Because isn't there something weird about the number of bracelets that Shang Chi has? Like could could it be that those are the two? The uh no I think the two what do you mean the I think the, I think that we only have eyes on one that mm. these are cuffs um and going along with like Jin and like Genie which is like the literal whatever um sort of uh, could be a depiction of Jin I think that that this is definitely like a two a two a set of two and they talk mm. about two like where's the other one and then the, the British like probably like scoured it and found it by now. Right, but I okay. think that I, that I the one that Aisha uses. I'm I'm guessing this is the one that was handed down to Kam- to Kamala. I think um, you're 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 yes, you're definitely. I mean, it can't be that, that that she still has it, right? And that this is another one. 
That would be weird because no. her grandmother sent it to her. Yeah, it was passed down. Right. I think it's I think this is this is the one that she put on for sure. So they say in the temple at the very beginning, like, Aisha, we don't know what just one bangle will do. They want the bangle to take them home. They need, think they need both. Then she takes one, goes one way, and Najma goes the other way, and that's yeah. the last they see of her. Yes. And then well, or so she, or so she says. Or so she says, yeah. So Aisha's from another dimension. They're all from another dimension. They're not here by choice. They were exiled. But during the partition, they just, they, they say they search for her. They assume she got lost. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that she had any family until Kamala put on the bangle. And then Najma sensed the presence of Noor or Light. I love when she's like, Noor Light? No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Noor girl? <laughs> that's what she says. And it slows down their aging. So we have like an explanation for that. Yeah, I don't I know how like they have children, they... like, you know, because Kamram is like a child. I'm curious about like how they have children or whatever. So I have that in my notes. It, I'm wondering if Kamran is actually her son. I don't know that. Oh, does she say it is? Because I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that. She she does say that he is. Um, and he definitely like he refers to her as his mom. Multiple times for the episode, but I would not at all be surprised if that's a lie. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Kamran's good, but I don't. Yes, yeah, I this is all very it. strange. And in the comics, like he has powers too, and that's I think what that nod was when his mom is like, you know, maybe he'll find something to give him his powers as well, mm-hmm. like just like it did you. So. Yeah, so, um, you know, she says they can't access the Bengals' full potential here, but maybe because she that because Kamala is from this dimension they she can use it sort of to its full potential and that the bangle helps you unlock the nor and in so and then they lay out this clandestine thing so the clandestines for those of you who don't know is like a really deep cut in the comics it's not something that it was like if everyone I think went right to like research this and was like wait wait we've heard of these but so like I mean, the only thing I knew about them, and this was because I was doing a lot of like work during Eternals and Moonlight Night, and I think I came across it. But they, they the the only thing I think is interesting is that the clandestines regularly meet up with the Fantastic Four and X Men. Oh, interesting! Big properties? Yeah, no, no, you wouldn't. I mean, it's really crazy, like deep. That and those are two huge properties that we do want to see in the MCU. So that's like kind of exciting, but. I think that the gin is what we're really supposed to be focused on, which is cool because that is in it. Like you can look up gin in Encyclopedia Britannica. Like that's again, they're blending like real life mythology and been like folklore and truth ghost stories that are like real mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this fantastical, you know, that the superhero world. So that's really cool. Um, I think, and then, and now we're so we're starting to sort of get the conflict that like Aisha, it, you know, it was Aisha's wish to bring them all home, so she's got to finish what they've started. It's dangerous, and I guess you know Kamala could um, lose the people in her life if if she, you know, as as Bruna says, like things go boom if you do this. <laughs> yeah. I think we're starting to see. The conflict, the main the main issue here, which I think is why they're driving home all of these elements of family mm-hmm. and 
you know, those who have families there's like gonna have be a, there's going to be a choice moment where she's going to have to pick. But so during that scene, when Bruno starts talking about, so there's a couple of things I picked up during that scene. Um, when he's talking about, they're talking about interdimensional time travel. So of course the shout out to Eric Selvig. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yes. Thank you. Very proud of myself for knowing that one. So can you, um, can you kind of catch me up? What was I th- the last time we saw him, he was in a mental hospital. Uh, Selvig? No, he's, he, I, I don't think that there's any obvious connection to him other than the fact that he studies like, you know, Norse mythology and, um, interdimension and like stuff that is in the Thor world. Okay. I mean, he knows stuff, you know, he worked with Jane, um, and Darcy, of course, on all of this intergalactic planetary, whatever. I don't actually know, but I think that that, I think that, that, that was more of a, a nod to someone who is around, but, um, and maybe they can seek out in like, they could email him maybe, but I think that's about <laughs> all. I don't think there's anything more there that I'm aware of that we're supposed to like think, Oh wait, then that must mean this connects to this. Um, I mean, it's interesting that Thor love and thunder comes out soon uh, around when this finishes. Uh, but I don't know if that's purposeful in that way. So you don't think we're going to see a scars guard in this Oh no, I don't think so. I think we might. And the the more, the more likely thing is that there'll be some nod to some Jin gods of some sort, maybe in Thor, because the Mm -hmm. Thor villain is Thor is Gore, the God butcher. So Christian Bale. So I think, um, Oh, oh, I did not know that. Lord, here comes her three shown through. Um, (laughs) so no, Christian Bale is, is a a villain. So yeah, um, we'll see. Oh my God. Where have you, have you seen the trailer? I have, but I was more focused on the music in the trailer. Oh dear God. Okay. (laughs) Um, okay. Wait, there was one other thing that I noticed in that conversation, which was when, um, Kamala is talking about punching a hole through the yeah. universe. So that of course makes me think about America Chavez. Mm, that would be through the multiverse, yeah. Is there a world where America Chavez makes an appearance in the next couple of episodes? I don't think so. I think that would be interesting, but um I don't know because I don't know how the multi so there's multiverse, mm-hmm. there's quantum realms and there's dimensions. So, and then there's like, uh, you know, realms. So I don't know how. So Kevin Feige gave an interview recently where he basically said that the breadcrumbs are going to become abun- like much more abundantly clear as to where they're headed in the next, I think they said like three installments to this phase. So, I think we're going to know I think I mean I think this is the start of it. We're obviously starting to see some connectivity here. Right. But it's definitely it's definitely like um you know a gods and and all over the world and different cultures and it's very old and it's primordial and it's gods and um stuff, ancient <laughs> things. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't know, but, but that's possible. I mean, they did say the word punch. I also think of Carol Danvers when I think of that. Um, but which, of course, would be very natural to see her. Yeah, um, maybe two on the nose. And Carol Danvers magically appears on the last episode and punches a hole using a lot of power. It, 
The it's thing a that I'm expected. Yes, I don't that's think is true. Do that. The thing that I'm that I need hammered out that they're not really taking. Maybe it's intentional that they're not taking a ton of time on this. Is what her powers are doing and how she's harnessing them. Yeah. Obviously in this episode, uh, jumping ahead, it's very exciting that we actually get to see her use it defensively and it's really fun. But like, we still don't know what things mean. Like when she's encased for a moment in the light, when she, you know, she can obviously make the shards that she can walk on and she can make the shards to protect herself like a shield and she can use her, you know, punch her arm and extend it is a yeah. nod to her comics powers right. but but harnessing it and controlling it is something that she still hasn't figured out and i'm like how is she gonna go and do these things when she's like i don't know what's what i'm doing so i'm curious how i really hope we get that soon but maybe we need carol to help her do that and that's going to be happening in the marvels who knows yeah, I mean, it's it's clear to me over the past couple of episodes that she's consistently developing her powers, which I think is wonderful. But I agree. I would love to see more about how they work. And I'd, I want more training montages with or without Bruno. But I love it. I love a montage, as, as previously mentioned. And I think her spending more time seriously trying to push her powers, not just a quick thing after school, but like, a whole Saturday yeah. working on her powers, testing, being able to call on them, not just when she's scared or in a pressure, a pressure situation, but being able to proactively do it. I think yeah. that would be fantastic for the next couple of episodes to happen at some point. I love in the scene with Bruno when he says a couple, a couple of ghosts and their average looking son. <laughs> you catch that? <laughs> She's We're like, talking about Comrade. Yes, of yeah. course, I heard. That was so, so good. Funny. Um, okay, so then we get into the scene at the mosque with the Department of Damage Control. Okay. Yes, with those shoes on. How rude. Right. I think that's probably the most villainous person in the MCU. Like, how how dare you? Um, yeah. I think that these people are 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 scrolls. This is they're it's they're too weird and they're too like sinister and they don't they don't like i just don't think that they're or at least she doesn't really like interact well with others i I just there's something going on here i don't know what um that's 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 a really good we're getting secret wars soon so yeah so what i picked up on last week but i didn't really sort of realize but I think the show is not pulling their punches when it comes to talking directly about the Good real pun. world. What? Pulling their punches. Oh, yes. Thank you. Pulling, yes. Pun. No pun intended. Pun. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not skirting around the fact that, you know, the FBI and, author- and like, authority and the government surveys, you know, Muslim and Islamic places of worship and communities because uh, they're, you know, they're prejudiced and the, you know, things have come out of that community. N- you know, Nakia stands up to them and asks an important question that highlights a really, it's just a really interesting aspect of the show's premise. Like, are they interested in the mosque because Night Nightlight, who they're using, has powers or because she's Muslim? So I think that this is really a cool thing that the show is doing. And 
it's a very charged idea with like a lot of intriguing potential like that they'd be using sort of the crackdown on superpowers as a as a sort of smoke screen for islamophobic harassment so i think that's yeah. really cool i really like the integration of uh sheik the, the sheik abdullah um when he clearly catches her at a at a low point when she she realizes the damage that nightlight mm-hmm. for lack of a better name could be having you know when she, when she has that moment with nakia nakia is clearly really disappointed in uh, in the Department of Damage Control coming into the mosque and and having that moment, she was clearly upset about that. And so you can you can tell that Kamala is struggling with this balance mm-hmm. um, over and- becoming a superhero since yes. her presence becomes a threat not just to our family but to her community who are exactly. already under the thumb of the government's exactly. And that quote, that line that he said, um, good is not a thing that you are. Mm -hmm. It's a thing that you do. Love that. I loved that. And that to me, it's like the beating heart of the show, which I know you touched on earlier, but I I just need to reiterate that the clearly the heart of the show, it's not the bangle. It's not, it's not the call back to Captain Marvel. It's, her family, it's her faith, it's her religion, it's her community, it's all these things. Um, So I think that although there's definitely a darkness around her community and her and the mosque, I think that it's ultimately going to end up being her strength in the show. Right. And then we get that line, the the really nice scene between him and the son before the wedding, the Mendy, um, when he says the man who chooses family is never alone. Yes. So I think that, yeah, I think that reiterates what you just said, which is something that they're really trying to drive home. Definitely. Um, so then we're at the Mendy, uh, which is, oh, and, and we should say that Bruno makes the mask, which is the beginnings of the costume that we will eventually be getting. Wait to see Very what this excited. costume looks like. I'm I know. so excited. Um, so the Mendy, which is such a fun bit you know there was somebody there was people online who were like this show is like the disney channel and i want to be like um i grew up with disney channel original movies and this show is so much better and well produced than a disney channel show or movie i'm sorry i I, with much love to xenon and all of the disney channel original movies high school musical this is definitely not that this is way better than that but i would okay but i think I don't, I obviously did not read these comments that you're talking about, but DCOMs at the time were awesome. So I wouldn't necessarily say that that's a, that, that's a criticism. That could be saying no. that these movies or this show is taking serious themes and heavy stuff and making it fun and making it focus on family. And it's funny, it's quirky. But just with a way bigger budget. And technically, it is on Disney. So this is still kind of a Disney show. That's um, true. I guess if you're using it as a shot, how dare you? But if you're using <laughs> it as a compliment, you're correct. You are correct. Exactly. I, I, at the ones you just mentioned, Xenon. I mean, they, did, they were really good. They were fantastic. I mean, High School Musical is current, like semi-current. That one's really good. But I think that was the last good one. I don't think that... I don't know if the people that are saying it are saying that it's like 
is quite a compliment that you and I per se would give it when we say it's like a decom. But I'm I'm giving it a, I'm giving it a positive twist. But this scene was definitely definitely the you know awesome Bollywood dance. I mean, yeah. it also made me think of the episode of New Girl uh, at Schmidt's wedding. At, at Schmidt's wedding, like yeah. just seeing all of them dance, and oh, it was so fun. And Bruno just. He is the what a, sweetest, what a little dear. the sweetest boy pr- doing just, his best. Oh, he's so cute. She better better give that boy a kiss by the end of the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would I'd like to see that, but I also you know if Kamran is who she wants to be with too, like that would be awesome as well if he's like a good guy. Um, that the the thing when he told her about the Caltech stuff that was a little bit rushed. I feel like. So there was a two moments this this uh, episode where I felt she she can be a little self absorbed, which yes. of course she's got a lot going on. But the Caltech moment, the Nakia moment, I thought you're not really showing up as a friend, and I could see that. You know, she she's got the the family connection that's good. There's definitely going to be a moment where she has to choose, but there's also going to be a friend moment. I could definitely see the two of them turning on her at some point and saying. You're not who you used to be. You're so obsessed, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Because she's not showing up as a great friend, I didn't think, in this episode. Yeah, it's the turning point, I feel like. It's it's, it's, it's when, coming. yeah, it's when she's she's started, like, Bruno was there for her, but she's going to sem- seemingly do this anyway. And then, of course, Naki at the end. So you're, right. you're not wrong. I think, um, yeah. Well, actually, going back a little bit, um to that scene she's wearing an iron man shirt which i just want to call out uh black and white one yeah she she the actress uh iman valani she loves that tony stark's her favorite so i think that might have been a nod to that um and then and then we do helpfully from from uh yusuf from her dad we get a really helpful download when he translates for bruno Mm-hmm. So the quote is supernatural beings of pre-Islamic folklore. The jinn have many names across time and culture. Some call them genies, others demons. Legends tells of a group of hidden jinn exiled from their home world and damned to live out their days trapped in our own. They move in the shadows searching for the key that will help them get home. But to unlock such an ancient barrier will require a primordial power. So anyway, that obviously they did that for for all of us they were like let's say this slow and let's give you the definition um so that was i just didn't want to miss that um but yeah i think i think you are right uh this is a turning point i see that she seems she does seem a little self-absorbed and of course she does have things going on but right you know she did encourage nakia to run for that position which she does win um and it is still early days but i think you're right there's a little bit I don't know. Did you ever get that sense with Peter, with Ned? Like, did you think that he never, never? And why do you think you didn't get it there? I think that the difference is that Ned wanted to be the the guy in the chair. Yeah, from day one. Whereas Bruno, I think, wants to be her partner, but he wants her to be safe, which I think he's like nervous about her. Right when he says, "I don't want to leave," because he encourages her on the roof in the first episode. Yeah, but I think these I think things are shifting. Yeah. Well, and then and this is when we uh, get that really lovely scene in the bathroom with Muniba about coming to America. She says how hard it was, but she found family and community. So, 
America um, was my mountain. Yeah. Oh, and whatever mountain you're so facing, beautiful. you don't have to do it alone. That it's was such so a wonderful great. scene. I know. Um, it, made me, it made me miss mom. Oh, that's right. Our parents are in Italy right now. They're doing just fine. Um, and then we see the kid at the wedding. Back to the wedding. We see the kid in the Hulk shawl the art Hulk costume. Yes, I wrote that down too. Just glad somebody got to use it. I know. Me, me too. I mean. Wait, was it mini Hulk or little Hulk or mini Hulk? Uh, I don't know what they – oh, oh, you mean when he's introducing it? No, I think when she says – when she's like, little Hulk, big Hulk. Little Hulk, or is it Mini Hulk, Big Hulk? It might be. I don't remember what she said. I think it was maybe little, but oh, I'm just not being so worn because it's a fantastic, fantastic, it's a great outfit. costume. Um, and then the slow dance uh, almost happens, which I really respect him being like. She's like, "Do you want to dance?" And he's like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> not like, oh, I guess. Like, if there's no one else around, <laughs> like, no. He's like, "Yes, I do. I, I want to dance uh, with you." Love it. Love it. And Brown Jovi as per your uh, intro, it's hysterical. I love oh. just all the Bon Jovi. And then we get the needle drop, which is great, too. Um, the fire alarm. So Kamran shows up to try to head off the news that they are coming. And she uses the old classics of pulling the fire alarm. Uh, and then we get the most Jurassic Park kitchen chase I've seen in a long time. I mean, that was Jurassic Park. I didn't love it. I'm just saying. So I was like, wow, this is Jurassic spot. Park spot on yeah it was 1000 percent jurassic park but also with a little bit of the shining Ooh, yeah good call out combo. yeah yeah totally. love an industrial kitchen with lots uh, of reflections suspense. that you can't quite see around <laughs> but you know they're there yes, and it's exactly. very loud and things clamor um yeah i i thought that so this whole sequence with her defending Bruno with the fist. That was awesome. The combat was really, really cool. It did seem like they were using the clandestine group, the gin group, like they were using um, fight choreo that is like very other, like otherworldly. It was mm-hmm. so, the, the, a cool like belt thing. The and belt whip thing. spinning yeah. thing and the spear, the spear, which is not that weird, but probably has some cool piercing thing at the end. What was the one that looked it looked like a hammer? Uh oh, I don't know if I saw that. I saw the spear that looked like it had best car at the end, which is Star Wars. And then uh, I saw the thing that Comron had and then the belt. Was there a hammer? A Molnier type? Was, yes, it looked that's why I yes, a Molnier type. Mm, I missed he that. It, it, it looked like it was um something on his chest and he pulled it out and it, it turned into something that I thought looked like Molnier, but maybe it was the spear. Maybe well, it definitely wasn't Molnir, but it could be like an Molnir esque. Molnir esque, yeah. yeah. Um, that was really cool. I love the line when the auntie's like, "You can't see anything. You know the DMV doesn't <laughs> <laughs> Um, Although she is correct. So this this ha- this happened like okay. Then they get kind of cornered, and they know this is when like the MCU shows differ from the movies, which is like, um, you know. The choreo is really good in this show. It's similar to that one episode in Loki where they're like, they're trying to get on the um, the ship out of uh, the planet that they're on. Oh, um, the garbage, the garbage planet. It's on a garbage planet, but yeah, they're they're on that planet and um, they're in the little like city and uh, they're just dodging people, but it's all kind of clunky and weird. <laughs> And I mean, you know, I have no issues with it, but I would, but I wouldn't be doing my, I wouldn't be honest if I wasn't saying that this part was like a little bit clunky when they sort of get 
corner. They're doing their very best. Like yes. they're each making an acting choice and Bruno's hurting and, and you know, Kamala's like looking in all directions and they're coming all around. But it was a little bit strange. Um, to me, it's, it, it wasn't the choreo. It was the pacing. Yes. Everything was I mean. a little slow. Like they're walking down the stairs and they and then the guy's like, I'm gonna brood and look at you. Yes. Before I gear up and hit you. <laughs> Let me take this exactly. all in first. Yeah, totally. I was like, all right. In these right. five seconds, they will flee. And then also the Department of Damage Control comes in and they don't see them. Like, how, how did they get out of there? That was that Okay, well the department strange. right. So uh and then well then real quick they she grabs the the bangle. They both have the purple eyes, and then they see the portal in the train. Just that will come in later. Yes. Um, but yes, the agents come. So my thought with this, first of all, it's weird. So they obviously have the tech that can um, dampen the powers or, or the ability. Like this can restrain them. Mm-hmm. It may the drones from last week that that Kamala dodges and. This stuff makes me um, – so Armor Wars is another story that they'll be building on in the MCU, which is like they get Stark's tech and it's used in a lot of different ways and some of it's not great. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like a kind of an arms race type thing that's very poor explanation. But I wonder if like all of this is going to kind of feed into that and like some issues with this tech just being out there like that, like casual um back to iron man one days yeah and just some of the stuff that's lived on from tony um things that you know roadie don Cheadle would not be happy is out there being used i don't know so that's i just thought of that when i saw those weird guns and the drones i was like jesus drones these are like fancy uh and very starky very Mm spider-man uh far from home right yeah yes so i just sort of triggered that for me um but I think that they're, you know, uh, yeah, the, the the Department of Damage Control is just bizarre. I, the only thing I can think of is that there's something hidden there, which is like that they're scrolls. I don't, I don't understand why they're – and then they don't go after her. They go after the others. I don't know. It's all very weird. Yeah, it was weird. And I couldn't tell if it was a pacing thing or is purposeful – I guess we'll find out in the next couple of episodes. And then we get Nakia. So I, I like this this newfound tension with Nakia as like m- another little potential conflict, you know, because it it just could be something interesting that she's trying to sort of fight for their community and, Kam- and Kamala might be sort of messing it up. Um, so I, I thought that her coming back to give her her scarf was weird because like you – Oh no, the fire alarm was pulled. Gotta go find Kamala and make sure she has her scarf. Like she might need it. You don't know what she's doing. Yeah. Um, that was strange. I don't think that's like secret. I don't think that's like we're supposed to take anything from that. That's just kind of like weird writing or like a weird blocking. Like just, just have her needed, go look for her. Right. They just needed to get her into that. Into, into the like this, the, the yeah. uh, like the, the service block. entrance. Yeah. Of yeah. this hotel. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of weird. But, um, yeah, so then she goes home and we have – and then what we talked about before, just like can she just tell her family? This is like so frustrating. But I'm glad that Nakia now knows at least. Um, And then, yeah, then grandma calls. Did you see the train? 
<laughs> I saw it too. Come to Karachi and bring your mom. Um, just so great. And then, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but her wallpaper is on her phone, you see, right before the episode ends, is also like Carol and her full, like, powerful. I don't know if that's like reminding us that maybe Kamala has unrealistic expectations of what she can do, or maybe it's like how she'll get there in a similar fashion. Mm. But it was just, I mean, maybe it's also just that she's obsessed and it's her wallpaper. But yeah, and that's the episode. So a couple questions. Okay. Do you think you do you think that we've seen now the biggest conflict? Like what do you think the conflict I don't think it's going to be like she has to leave her family. I think it's do you think it's what do you think it's going to be? That's a very good question. Another question while you think about that is where do you think the second bangle is? And Oof. will we see it in this show? I I put you on the spot. I know you know. No, you really this. are. So I think the the first question. I think the biggest conflict is gonna is going to be she's. I think she's going to have to decide whether or not she's going to leave her family. Oh, like, really? I think she might have to get. She might have to get um, Najma out of this universe. Mm-hmm. And in order to protect her family, she's going to have to go with them just to get them away. Mm. I could see that happening. Um, so I think the con- the core conflict is going to be as a result of Najma and and uh, the clandestines. But I think it's going to cause a rift between her and her friends slash her family. Yeah, that's that's my that's my guess at this point. And then um, the second bangle. I'm not letting go of the idea that it's something to do with it's something to do with the ten rings. Like maybe the ten rings were once welded together to make a bangle. Interesting. Or maybe you know when Wu has they they imply that the British, since you know everything, free the artifacts from the British Museum and from British yes. museums. <laughs> but uh, please, but like that's the implication is that it's been you know pilfered Again. by some by the Brits. Yeah. Um, the only people that the people in terms of the MCU British, uh, you know, stuff, we know that the Eternals, you know, work at a museum where there's stuff and we know right. Moon Knight, we know that he's in England at muse around museums, but in terms of other British stuff, like that's what we've gotten so far. Um, well, Black, Black Panther, they steal... Well, that's a yeah, that's a commentary on the fact that that's like another thing that the British took that's like not theirs to take. Right. Um, right. I think that this could be a um, it could be a device that's used later to hunt for. You know, we're getting into Blade, we're getting into the Black Knight, uh, other mystic kind of uh, stuff like that. So maybe there's and that. You know, he's Kit Harrington's in London, so and Blade was in London, Mahershala was in London, so I don't know, maybe there's stuff around there. Um I, I, I would imagine like there's no way that she's gonna go to Karachi and she's going to find it in no, her no, grandmother's no. stuff. I think I someone's think it, got it. Yes, I think someone's got it. I think and then one of the last shots we're gonna see is gonna be either they walk in with it or 
you see them wearing it in a different in a different place. Oh, interesting. Mm, that's interesting. I don't know that I agree with that. I think it's possible we'll get a lead as to where it is or someone yeah. we know has a lead on it and they'll come in to help. Speaking oh, of, idea. so the only room, so of course we could get a, I don't think it's going to be crazy if we get a Brie Larson cameo in this because that is obviously where it's just headed with the Marvels. Absolutely. Um, but we'll see if that comes. There's also, I told you last week, I think that <laughs> Jessica Seinfeld's, or Haley, sorry, Jessica, Haley Seinfeld's makeup artist, like artist to Miss Seinfeld is in the credits. So I don't know if Kate Bishop's going to, help if she's going to be like girl you need some help and i came over from manhattan to help awesome so there's gotta be it marvel loves a crossover it's coming it just this is the generation they're young avengers so that would be really cool i think because that's that's a street another street level fight um superhero just like she is so that that would be really cool and then there's also this last sort of thing that we have to get ironed out in the next three episodes which is the muniba her story here. Muniba is, you know, she, she, we, they make a point of showing us that the mom, that Sana is not at the wedding and was not at Muniba's wedding and mm-hmm. was not at Muniba, well, so was not at Muniba's son's wedding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's animosity there, but the grandmother and the great grandmother are part of this legacy. Muniba is like, don't be part of this legacy. They're crazy. They're right. like, like they're, they're, they have their head in the cloud. So she's really distancing skip? herself from it. Right. And why? And also does it skip? Did she not, you know, did she have to make a choice? You know, so I'm really curious about all this. Did, did Sana like hide her from this, but she wants her to come to Karachi. So yeah, it's going to be really good. And they've got three more episodes to do it. So I can't believe it's already only three left. Time flies. I know. I just, I really like this show. I look forward to it because it doesn't have, you know, as, as it's really nice to, you know, I've been watching so much Star Wars and it's like, you're just so controlled by established canon, which, you know, you know, from Harry Potter, like when you do the Fantastic Beast stuff, it's like, whoa, don't tell me Dumbledore was there because at this point, <laughs> Dumbledore was somewhere else. Yes. Um, it's just really nice to watch a show where like, and we've gotten a lot of that in phase four with Shang-Chi, with Kate Bishop and with Moon Knight and all this other stuff that we are like in uncharted territory that eventually will come to some sort of connection, but it could be the next like three years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just really nice to just enjoy the show because it doesn't have, it's something totally new. So um, yeah. I'm just, it. It's just a fun watch. It's, it's, yeah, it's fast, right? Yeah, but it's not heavy. It's not It's not like watching Stranger Things, which I just realized there's going to be two more episodes. I didn't uh, I did not know. I know Joanna is Well, the rest of the internet is like right has it on their calendars <laughs> and is like planning how they're going to watch it and like has the release date <laughs> tattooed on their arm for the last part of the season. Emma's like, oh, there's two more. Well, there's two more. I'm really glad because I was, oh, spoilers, spoilers. Well, don't spoil spoilers. that. Don't spoil that. Um, but how far are you? I I'm I finished part one. Oh, good. So you don't have to wait longer. It's coming like what July second or something. First, July first. Ooh, look who okay. knows Calm more down. about it now. Calm down. Uh, yeah, that's really soon. And are you watching the boys? Do you guys watch the boys? No. 
Okay. Are you, and have you heard this news about Kit Harrington as doing a Jon Snow prequel or sorry, uh, post, yeah, sequel? Yes. Sequel. My thoughts it. on this are I do not need it and I'm nervous because I want him to finish the books. And if this happens, I don't think he's ever going to think he needs to finish the books. And when they took over from what was actually in books, it didn't go so well. So I'm nervous about this. And now I find out today that Kit Harrington like assembled the team to do this. Which could be cool, but also I'm like, wait, what? So I think I think it could be I think it could be good. Um, I think it could be good. Do I think it's necessary? Absolutely not. Am Especially I really when we're just excited for the House the, of Dragon. House of the I Dragon. I just, did you watch the? Um, they dropped a new trailer a couple of a couple like a, a week ago. Yeah, and so did I've you see the, the poster that came out? This week? It looks awesome awesome i'm so excited for that and i'm so excited for rings of power the lord of the rings um, yes so absolutely. you know i love lord of the rings it's just so strange that that happened like at the height of the excitement why are you gonna drop that news i don't know it's kind of weird it is i, I th- at first jan showed it to me he saw an instagram post and i was like this is a this is a lie right? we all There's were no like way. wait is this real yeah but it's real. I mean, yeah, Hollywood Reporter it, talked about it today. Yeah, so. it's it's happening. But I, I, well, at least you know things change, of course, all the time. But as of this moment, I would be willing to see it just because sign me up for more Jon Snow content. He oh, give me just, all the Kit Harrington. I love Kit Harrington. And if you can bring back, um, what's her name too? That'd be great. But she's dead. His oh, wife. Rose. Um, Rose, yeah, his uh, wife uh, yes. who plays um, Egret. Egret. You know yes. nothing, Jon Snow. And with that, I can't imagine a better sign-off. Well, nerds, I can't see anything. The DMV revoked my license. But we hope you had just as much fun as we did today, and we hope you'll join us next week for episode four of Miss Marvel. As a small universe and a multiverse of other nerdverses, the reviews are super important for us to grow. So thank you so much for listening and keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, the man who chooses family is never alone.